Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to For Your Run. I am Sean. I am with Blair. <laughs> Blair, how in the world are you, my friend? Amazing. How are you? <laughs> I'm also sensing amazing. a bit of sarcasm never. there. There is no? never a hint of sarcasm mm. in this tone, ever. Mm. <laughs> mm. How are IG, you? IG and podcast community. I will let you determine mm-hmm. She's how always real that serious. was. She is mm. all, actually, we've had conversations about how she really needs to be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am good. I got outside for some miles. The heat was here earlier in the week, and I was thinking back to the times that our communique used to just be about how much we were sweating and how terrible it was. <laughs> and that made That's me right. laugh. Yep. Um, the rain showed up and got some of the heat out. So it has been, and you'll probably say this is terrible and cold. It's been like 67 That's in awful. the mornings, I, which I, is. I feel like I saw that out there in the world <laughs> that people were like, it's 67 degrees and oh, mm-hmm. boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's nice. I see your 67 and I raise you 93. Literally, literally, <laughs> you literally raised me. I raise you 93 with intense no. humidity and moisture in the air. Thank you, Florida and Hurricane Elsa. You know, and it's Elsa. She's yeah. supposed to. This is you're why, right. Why did they decide? Why do they decide to give hurricanes pleasant names? I don't know. I Last don't year, understand. One of them was Hurricane Nana. <laughs> <laughs> and just so mm. everyone knows, my mom goes by Nana. And so that one just made us all giggle. <laughs> That's wonderful. There yeah. was one mm-hmm. year. There was somebody that we all at my office worked with, and I don't recall the name now, uh-huh. but a hur- it was one of the hurricanes that totally jacked everything <laughs> up. And we were I mean, all I know like, all those names. So there's like Andrew yeah. and Irma, and like there's yeah. Michael, like there's a lot. Yeah. And we were all like, yeah, that sounds right. Cause she would destroy everything in her path. Mm, um, I see. I yes. See. Yeah. Well, you now, enjoy your 67, sir. Yes, I, I am. I, <laughs> I am. Hope you do. I, you should embrace it. Quite to the contrary of evil, destructive, and terrible. Ding. Ding. We are talking to a delightful, happy, inspiring, gifted, amazing, card, yeah. awesome, creative, She's so creative person. creative and smart. Yeah. Kristen. She goes by Kristen Dornbos. I hope I've gotten the last name right. We know how I am with pronunciation. <laughs> she sure. is on Instagram with that handle. She also is the creator of Paper Trails Greeting Co., which is a wonderful, wonderful little small business that I like quite a bit. Yes. She has some very clever things on there and she is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Her business, Paper Trails Greeting Co., is celebrating its birthday it August is. 20th. And we were planning to talk to her anyways. And then happy little coincidence. Her business turned one. So we are going to celebrate that a little bit. We are going to talk with her about surprise, 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 running. And she's also (laughs) going to get into some of her stuff as far as feeding tube and chronic illness and how she has turned that stuff into, I don't know, she's owned it and she's a badass for it. So we're going to get into all of those things. 
It's a good time. It is. It was great. I enjoyed talking to her a lot. Yeah. So with that being said, friends, it's time. And I laugh every time I say this and then listen to it. I do too. I should be, every I should be telling time. you at the beginning to get your shoes tied because now I'm giving you 15 seconds well, maybe to it get becomes ready a race. for your run. Like, how quickly yes. can you tie your shoes? <laughs> it's a race, everyone. I'm just, you know, putting you on the hamster wheel to get you out the door. But get ready to go on the runs, hop in the car, whatever it is you're doing. Let's go talk to Kristen, Blair. Here we go. Let's I'm ready. Let's go. She is like you. I, I, I'm, I'm respecting the fact I know why you're, I know why you are, I know why you are where you are, Kristen, and I respect your game. I'm so excited when I saw that you were where you were. I was like, she's like me. Yes. I'm fighting too. It's the quietest room in the house. There's no echoing. That's exactly right. I don't have like the professional setup like you guys do. So no, no, I'm I'm on a cardboard box. (laughs) He's got the fancy stuff, but I have to be portable to hide from my children. Oh my gosh. It's podcasting yeah. on the move. It's a it's mm-hmm. a new trend yeah. sweeping the nation. <laughs> okay. Um, just in my house though. It's just this tiny nation here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you today, Kristen? How's everything going? I'm great. Uh I am in running clothes and once again procrastinated my run. So haven't done it yet, but it's okay. Join the team. <laughs> We're not known for getting up and doing our early morning runs. No, oh um, I did again as a result of knowing I had other things in front of my day. I, I did get up and I did procrastinate. Don't worry. I had great ambitions to get out the door at eight. 15 and wow. i think i left here at 9 15 well hey um, <laughs> only 60 so, minutes later you know fine. just an hour um <laughs> yeah. but and blair has successfully melted just a little I bit did, yeah so heat. i also ran because i knew we had other things going on today yeah. but we are um i'm in florida and we're like in the midst of the anticipation of whether or not hurricane elsa is coming and so Right now, it's like uh, 98% humidity and 77 degree dew point. So it's just really damp out. <laughs> yes. So I tried to get three miles in and basically should have just showered. <laughs> it was bad. There it yep. is what it is. Yep. So before we get <clears throat> too much into anything else, I want to give you the precursor happy business birthday as August 20th is paper trails birthday is that mm-hmm. is that am i am i right have i missed the date or am i right I think so i should probably know <laughs> off the top of my head but that sounds about right so we're gonna we're gonna call it good yeah well happy birthday yeah and yeah. don't worry the first year of for the runs birthday i was like when did i start this so i had to go <laughs> i had to go back and look. yes so, do you want to walk us through how you arrived at that was I, I am assuming artistic everything was in your arsenal probably as a kid as as you matured and maybe some of what you know spawned that and then how you feel about you know being a year now into 
doing all of that? Yeah. So, um, you're, you're so right. Like as a kid, I was super into art and drawing and like always kind of like off in my own little world. Um, and so that was just kind of in, in me from the start. And Mm -hmm. like, I never went to school for design or anything or graphic design or any of that stuff. I went to school for music though, um, which is still like another, yeah. Creative thing. Yeah. Um, and here I am 30 and I'm a massage therapist, but like, whatever. (laughs) Well-rounded. I know. It's just winning all of the millions of millennials who have degrees they'll never use and that's fine it's okay 100%. but um yeah so it's funny like um with it being fourth of july weekend i remember um fourth of july weekend last year was very like i just remember being on the holiday weekend and spending all of my time on this new project that i was so excited about and i was yeah. like Oh, I really want to create all of these greeting cards for runners. And so um, it was literally one year ago that I started like drafting things and starting to put together some greeting cards and actually thinking about like, okay, how would I make this a business? And yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it didn't take super long because, you know, everything is just e-commerce based. And so it was create a website, set that all up, um, get my product printed and and pr- produced. And, um, I mean, yeah, it was pretty quick actually. I mean, yeah. From, from the idea and the conception to like, when I actually was like, okay, I'm taking orders. Like this is a thing now. It yeah. was, I guess in the grand scheme of things, like not really that long of a, a timeline, but sure. I want to, I want to ask you a couple artistic based questions. Um, I'm not artsy as he is. So I'll just sit and cheer. (laughs) I do know a little bit about music. So if we want to play that game, I can join. (laughs) I I'm curious. I know that one of the, I joke with uh, my team and my real job about the worst thing you can do to an artistic person is give them an unlimited amount of creative space to create a thing, right? That the concept of make a business, make a logo, make a brand is sometimes almost like, here's a gun with some bullets in it. Have a great time because it's the scariest thing sometimes to say you have no limit. So how did your brand come together? Because that was for me before I started for the run, I had the name for the run, but I thought, I have to have some kind of direction around what my brand is and what it looks like so that I can maybe understand what my other steps are from that respect. So how how was that process for you? Or are you one of the design types that sometimes that just works out and it's a happy place? I, you know, I didn't find that I had such a hard time with it. I mean, I was just kind of like, okay, here's my idea for yeah. um, like the running greeting cards thing. And with that, I don't, it's, it's very niche. It's not just, I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's different because you're like a running clothing company sure. and there's a million different directions that you could go with that. But <laughs> for me, it wasn't super hard. It was like, okay, what, what, what do greeting cards usually entail? Like cute designs, bright colors, yeah. Funny little taglines like and I was like, OK, that's and that's 
what runners love anyways. Like we, we wear neon all the time. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, well, like those are two things that running and greeting cards have in common. And so it was like, all right, well, I'm taking the best of those, those two worlds and, and putting them together in a way that makes sense to me. And that's kind of how paper trails got its look. So yeah. I don't know, maybe I just had an easier time with it because um, I didn't feel like it was an unlimited thing. I think I felt well, like it was, I'm taking this thing and I'm taking this, this other very specific thing and kind of marrying them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy that that was yeah. <laughs> a relatively easy process for you. Um, <clears throat> I've joked with people on my team about building their portfolio websites of like, if you built a portfolio website and I'm about to interview you, I'm usually like, I might, I'm, I think I'm going to hire this person and I haven't even spoken to them because they had the ambition and the drive and were willing to subscribe to the madness of trying to do that to themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. was, was the creative writing process something you discovered along the way prior to greeting cards stuff? Because all of the stuff you make is also very, very good. Some of the little, um, my, a particular favorite of mine is the 13.1, then the feet, then the meters, and then the profanity. That one spoke <laughs> to me very well. I think a lot of it actually just comes from like personal experience and, uh, personal mistakes too. Yeah. Yeah. So I find yeah. a lot of humor from my own, like my own missteps in running <laughs> and my own, like looking back on myself as a new runner and myself as like somebody who was doing this or that for the very first time. Yeah. Um, I remember a lot of that and I, I find a lot of like inspiration from it and a lot of humor. So I yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of felt the same way. I've mentioned it a couple of times, I think, uh, <clears throat> on the podcast. I don't want to belabor it too much, but I kept my life when I started running again changed till everything I was doing was like checking the weather for the run, planning breakfast <laughs> for the run, planning clothing for the day for the run, planning shoot. Like I would because at first I was running after work. So I started packing a book bag and then I looked like a student because I work at a university. So then mm-hmm. I was just kind of blending in. And a lot of the students at the place in the university I work at are med students. So they were also in their like later 20s. So I just kind of like blended right in as a fake student walking through yep. the building because I had all my running clothes with me all the time. Yep. But uh, I got a lot more particular about when should I wear my dress shoes and all of those things and trying to think about my feet and my legs. And, (laughs) um, so that's, yeah, it is funny how running starts to just rub off on you in really hilarious ways. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, there's almost like no part of your life that it doesn't touch. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. Yeah. So you, you talked a little bit about, you know, running has given you kind of a lot of the ideas for the the entire model that you've created and we're going to definitely there's, I, I know that there's a lot of interesting tidbits around running for you and I want to get to those things. I, I want to ask though, before we hop off the paper trails wagon, has okay. there been anything, what has been maybe your most exciting thing through the business that maybe you didn't expect would happen were there for me, there were a lot of small hurdles, even 16 months into it of like, I can't believe I'm doing 
XYZ and now I am and this is pretty wild. I didn't think I'd get to this place. Has how has the entire process been? Are you where do you want it to go maybe even to? I know that that's a difficult question sometimes to ask because right. um I think design people and to some extent runners sometimes maybe don't have a like a, a plan in front of them. It's just kind of what am I doing right now? And I got to get through what I'm doing right now. So mm -hmm. maybe what has been surprising to you and what maybe what's exciting about moving forward with, with the entire product. So. I mean, obviously what's been surprising to me is like the insane amount of different hats that I'm wearing. I mean, I kind of started the thing being like, oh, it'd just be so cute to like make these little greeting cards and sell them, right? <laughs> right. And I was definitely naive in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm what, like 11 months into this and yeah. learning things that I am just absolutely floored to be learning, like bookkeeping and uh -huh. um trying to do some sort of a deep dive on like search engine optimization for e-commerce. And I'm like, what the hell is my life? Yeah. Um, all I saw that graphic that you made yes. of like a pie chart yes. of all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You were doing. Yes. yeah. It's very somebody, eye opening. Yeah. Yes. Somebody um, for like listeners who don't know what you're talking about. It's somebody that I re met recently had said to me, um, like, oh, like we got to talk about like what I do and how oh, you sell greeting cards. That's so fun. Like that must be really cool to have a passive income. And I was yes, like, yeah, oh, oh, you don't even you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and but even I didn't know that, like at the various I knew, I knew that it was like going to be a lot of work and that, you know, having a business is like, especially when it's small and when you're just starting out and when it's just you, it all falls on you. But I, I did not know uh, <laughs> even half of the stuff that I would be doing. So I, that probably has been like the biggest challenge is like unexpected things that I did not think that I would have to learn. And here I am learning it, but right. Right. Yeah. I will, but I will lend some, I love signing up for more things. So does Blair. <laughs> um, but, and I've done really some good. of this for Blair too. Um, web is my real life job. So yeah, so thing, I'm a thing that therapist. I, yeah, yeah, he helps with my yeah, so website too, because I'm like, I don't know how to do yeah, this in the background. <laughs> the the SEO and the content strategy and the accessibility and general functionality and yes. all of those things. Yeah. I would if you ever have questions that, you know, sometimes I know Google can be like, you know, just a labyrinth. Um yes. So if you ever have questions or want me to take a look at anything, I'm happy to help out with it because that that's the thing I actually do for a living. And um, I have to have really um, sound arguments because I'm often making those arguments to faculty who do research for a living. So they don't just take like, I've pulled this thing out of my butt. You have to be like, here's all of the breakdown of why we did the things we did. And here's the yep. anecdotal evidence. It's a whole thing. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm happy to help out with that because I know that that, um, trust me, I do that for a living. And that is also breakneck speed. Like if you blink for a month and don't pay attention, you can be like, oh, crap, there's a whole different series of things it's happening. True. So. It's true. We yeah. were trying to he was trying to help my um, we have like a 
an organization here that we do a bunch of different services for children with exceptionalities. And I had learned how to do some of the like background coding. And then I think like a month later, I was like, now the thing that I learned how to push to put this in there is no longer there. And now I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it was so confusing. And I was like, please help me. <laughs> uh, I, I need help with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I might take you on that. Yeah. Yes. Feel free to DM me at any <laughs> okay. point and ask questions. I'm happy to help out. Um, cool. Has Did you expect that the social media part of it would be as um, time consuming as it has been? Man, I'm on I, social media. I didn't. Media for my <laughs> but then for myself. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. 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 My, my own personal page has kind of like gone to the wayside uh-huh. because I'm like, uh-huh. I funnel all of my energy and like creative brain power into the yes. business. And yes, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, no, it's, right. It's just, you know, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like every day of the week, I, I have at least an hour of my day in podcast, social for their unsocial, mm-hmm. some other track street, social something, mm-hmm. And yeah, my, my poor, poor Sean goes running account has suffered mightily as a result. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I um, feel yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, I'm really happy that you did decide to take, you know, that entire endeavor on everything you've created, I think is fantastic. Your artistic skill set is really, really, um, awesome for what you're doing with it. So I want to congratulate you on getting a year and I hope that it just continues to be, um, a growing success, but not growing too fast. That's like (laughs) a small fear of mine too, is like, it would be cool if something crazy happened, but then you're like, what would I do if something crazy happened? And I know. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. No, happy to. Um, so now let's talk about running. Let's talk about the, you know, this, My this old chestnut. thing to talk about, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it's all of our favorite things to talk about. Blair and I can talk about it forever. You can talk about anything forever though. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's a You're blessing and a curse. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so one thing that in, uh, in Blair, you can certainly drop whatever you have as well. But in my, uh, as Blair and I lovingly refer to it as our social stocking of our guests, <laughs> um, the one thing that I found that I thought was really great, and I know that it takes a mindset to get there, but I know that you deal with a chronic illness. And I think something that's amazing in dealing with that is that you have taken the ownership of like, this thing could have really taken me back. And instead I chose to kind of embrace it and make it a part of me and own it and just like choose not to take three steps back, but instead four steps forward. So how did you get into running? And if you, you know, we're going to probably have plenty of questions about all of the other parts of it, but how did, was running a part of your early life, high school life and things like that, or did it come later in life? And here you are. Um, so running was not at all a part of my life. I didn't, I did not do sports or running of any kind in like high school, college. Um, none of that. I was like the kid that would like, you know, 
fake sick at the mile test in <laughs> class. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I didn't start running until I was like 25 or 26. Um, I there was a lot of things that kind of that kind of came together all at the same time. Um, I was uh, living out of state in Alabama. I had just moved and I was living um, alone and just like felt like I needed something to fill my time and something to do for myself. Um, so that was like part of it was kind of this this like, OK, what do I do with myself now that I'm like on my own and, and just like coming home from work every day to an empty apartment. Um, and at the same time, um, a lot of stuff with the chronic illness that you mentioned, um, just, it was all kind of flaring at the same time. And I felt so like out of control of my body. And I felt so, um, like negative towards my body and the fact that like everything just was, out of my control. And so yeah. running was like, it became that one thing that I could do for my body that to me, I mean, it didn't always feel good, but it, but it felt good. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it became something that I could, that I could control and that I could, um, do to like better myself. And so I think that was part of it too. And, um, all of that kind of came together and I started running, um, in 2016 and, literally I was in Southern Alabama on the Gulf coast and it was so hot and humid that I like only ran on a treadmill <laughs> inside <laughs> my apartment complex, little like gym area. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got my start. I don't, I mean, there's yeah. So much more that I could say about that, but right. um, I feel like it was really something that, I never expected of myself. And then once I got into that, that space of like all these things just kind of lined up perfectly and running became like that thing that I really actually needed for myself and, mm -hmm. um, yeah. to jump into that and just say like, okay, here I go. Like I'm doing this thing. Um, yeah. I feel like sometimes it gives us an empowered feeling when we're feeling powerless about yeah. a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's a good a good place and space to be <laughs> in the midst of navigating challenges. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, mine was in the same vein, kind of as I wanted something that I could have ownership of. Mine was more of the mental health and mental health often makes you want to just procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. The Right. There's a really... Mm -hmm steady mindset of tomorrow. Sometimes I think with mental health, like even trivial, goofy things like do 20 pushups and you're like, well, today's just not my day. I'll do it tomorrow or put your shoes <laughs> on doing pushups. Well, but I mean, I'm trying to, you know, like the idea of doing even yes. walk up this staircase right. once or twice a yep. little bit more to, you know, be a little more fit or anything like that. And it was kind of in that same kind of silo of I'm really just not um, happy necessarily mm -hmm. with the person that I am right now. And I did run when I was younger. I loved it as a kid when there was no um, 
Like, right, when you're a kid, you're kind of like a wild animal in the sense that you don't bring all of <laughs> yeah. the mental junk with it. Like, no, it's time, just joyful. Time yeah, seems to not exist as much. And yeah. yeah, so running when I was five through 10 was this wonderful thing. And it came with no oh. pressure. Yeah. And then I was, and so I'm going to speak to the tall audience here. And, and if this is true to both of you too, that's, that's great. As I got taller, people started just expecting me to do everything. You're tall, so you can run long distance. You can jump over hurdles. You could, and then other things like you should throw football because quarterbacks are tall. And have you thought about basketball? Tall people do that. Uh, how about volleyball? That's cool. Like, and Pete, like, so I, my fifth grade teacher was the high school cross country coach. So he was like scouting the entire elementary school. Right. He'd be like, oh, that kid's great at running. So I'm going to peg him when he leaves fifth grade to go to middle school. I'm going to be like, keep running through middle school so I can get you in ninth grade. And like fifth grade, it started becoming a pressure thing for me because then he was my fifth grade teacher. And he was like, Sean, you're really tall. You are really thin. You have big, long legs. You should run cross country. And that was the first time my body was like, my mind was like, Oh, now it's an expectation thing. And my no brain chose not to receive that super well. And then yeah. running started becoming task-based and not like fun-based. Uh-huh. Um, so it took me, I ran cross country the first three years of high school. And then through a myriad of injuries that I excelled at compiling, I didn't run my <laughs> senior year, but it took me a long time after high school for my body to be like, Hey, we did like running one time whenever it didn't come with all of that weight. And, um, so yeah, that it was kind of a kind of everything came to a head too of like, you aren't really doing anything. So maybe Mm -hmm. you should do that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's great. What running gives you, like you said, like, I think, you know, paper trails is kind of a product of, of all of those things. And, was I've done a little bit of research on it. Was your chronic illness? I I know that you had some things in 2016, right? That kind of like, is that when you first got a feeding tube? Um, no. So actually, um, I, in 2015, 16, I was diagnosed with, um, it's called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Okay. And um, it is super sexy. It is basically like um, my pancreas just doesn't secrete enough of like the enzymes that break down food. And so it's kind of like in like stupid people terms, uh, it's almost like being food intolerant. Sure. And there are enzymes and stuff that I can take for that when I eat. Um, but it just, I kind of had this idea that like, oh, okay, like, we figured it out and now we're just going to like manage it and I'll be fine. Right. And, um, so I started running during that time and, um, it, I guess it just, it wasn't super well managed and it was, um, harder for me to figure out like, how do I balance like this and running and all of those yeah. things. And, um, 2017 was when I actually, I moved back to Michigan to Grand Rapids where I'm from And, um, that summer was probably like the lowest point of that whole journey of, um, I mean, I was probably 
uh, somewhere like 40 to 50 pounds, like lighter than I am now. I mean, I just, I had lost so much weight because I, I just couldn't keep up with the demand yeah. on my body. And, um, so anyway, I got, um, a lot of help from like professionals and I had a dietitian that I was working with and kind of like scraped and crawled my way back to a somewhat healthy, uh, minimally healthy for me weight. Yeah. Um, but it just, I still, I continued to have all of these problems of like, just being so fatigued all the time, um, and nutritional deficiencies and like things were super off and, um, just weird, like numbness and tingling, like in my hands and feet and just crazy stuff that was all nutrition related. And mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I could have just like stopped running and been like, okay, well, I have to be a couch potato for the rest of my life. But I don't know that that even would have fixed the problem, you know? Sure. Um, and so, yeah, after years of just trying to figure it out and trying to kind of claw my way back to health and being unsuccessful, um, in 2018 was when I had the feeding tube placed. Um, and, uh, so anyway, I do still eat food like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I take enzymes with that. And then the feeding tube is there to kind of pick up the slack for what my body just doesn't absorb on its own. So, um, yeah, I'm on a, like a specialized formula. That's all like pre-digested and broken down and crap mm -hmm. so that it's basically just like, you know, free energy for my body that I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. think to break that down, but uh, I'm semi familiar with the concept in the sense. So my mom has battled with Crohn's and she used to go for like three or four hour IV sessions like monthly just to get the nutrients that her body decided her intestines were incapable of absorbing yep. or working through. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, right. Different scope, but same premise for sure. Um, yeah. what did you have any battles with? Like you talked a little bit about, you were unsure if like running was a thing that was going to continue. And you, I know that like triathlon stuff is something that you have flirted with. And I know that you've gotten to do a little bit of that recently, which is amazing. Um, but how were, how were you kind of treading between, I don't know what's going on and this doesn't make sense to, um, like you said there, you, you wanted to do some things in running and were unable to, to do those things. How, like, what was that kind of process like for you? Well, I think I never really fully gave up on running as far as like, I always knew that I wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. And so then it became a question of like, how can I do this and manage everything else at the same time? And it, it became really clear that like, I, I couldn't do those things without like outside help, you know, like I couldn't do the running and then also have the severe malabsorption issues and not have any sort of like outside help in, in that area. And so I think to me, it was like, okay, well, it's worth it to like take this big leap and take the risk of having the surgery and doing the things in order to be able to run because yeah. I, I just didn't want to give it up. And I, I still don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I 
have always just been like a little bit of a one track mind. Like I <laughs> have, have this idea in my head and, and I want to do the things that I want to do and I want to live the life that I want to live and I want to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. And like, I'll be damned if I don't get there. Like <laughs> I set out to like run a half marathon and I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to do that someday, you know? And now I look and I'm like, okay, how many half marathons have I run? I probably can't count. Um, right. And yeah, run a marathon and then all these triathlons and all this cool stuff that I'm just like so grateful for, but um, yeah, sheer stubbornness, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm a, I'm a speech therapist, but my area of specialty is feeding and swallowing disorders. So I work with oh, really? children and so I yeah. help with tube feeding and all of that stuff. So I often have the conversation with parents that just because you're having a tube place doesn't mean that it's changing the abilities that you can have. Like it actually gives you more abilities because your body can sustain the nutrition and energy that it's been seeking and not spending all of its time doing that. So I appreciate you sharing that and kind of breaking that stigma that kind of comes with the feeding tube community. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so many people see it as like, oh my gosh, it's this terrible, yes. awful thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, or that I failed scary. in some way so, or my body yeah. has failed in some way. Exactly. And it's not mm -hmm. like a source of failure. It's actually like a solution mm -hmm. that gives you the ability to do more. Yeah. 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 And I recently, um, I had this, this one doctor who was just a, he was such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few of them and, still out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he started, you know, pushing really hard for like, we need to get you off this feeding tube. Yes. We need, like right. we need to get out of you. We need to like, right. because if you're, you know, 28 at the time I was 28, if you're 28 and you are, you know, a young, otherwise healthy individual and you have this thing, like there's something so wrong with that. Yeah. And I, I literally, I switched doctors. I was like, I can't. No, that's not the kind of information that you need to be faced with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, this is not, it's not the end of the world. Like it actually no. allows me to live my life so much more fully. And yeah. if you don't get that, absolutely. like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to somebody else, you know? <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And I think I, I really do appreciate you sharing that because I know that there's a lot of people facing other health challenges where the solution becomes a feeding tube to be placed. And mm -hmm. it's just, there is just that huge stigma associated with mm -hmm. it. And for some reason, once it's placed, it's like the whole conversation becomes like, well, when is it going to be removed? Mm -hmm. And it's okay yeah. that it remains. It doesn't have to always be utilized. Like, you know, it's there for its purpose. So exactly. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, all From of one feeding therapist. <laughs> oh yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, for anybody out there who maybe knows somebody with, with one or, or yeah. is looking at getting one themselves. I mean, like all of the most, um, amazing things that I've done mm -hmm. in running has been post feeding tube. So right. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I literally would not have had the energy or the ability to do those things right. to run the marathon to, you know, all of that stuff if I had not had it. And right. yeah. Yep. Well, so are you training for anything specific? Yeah. Now that we are somewhat back into the racing situation here in 2021. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not signed up for anything major until mm -hmm. um, November. I'm signed okay. up for Indianapolis uh, Monumental Marathon. Are you going to do the full? Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm going to do it. Yeah. It'll be my first full marathon.
marathon with like a race experience because of yeah, 2020, literally everything got canceled. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to do this thing, but it was like a solo time trial marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly not my best choice in the world. So <laughs> we live and we learn. That's, that's part, right. that's that's part right. of being a runner. I did like, it. More, more, like, more fuel for your cards. <laughs> yeah. It was a unique experience, but mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I have that on the calendar. I think I have a um, in September, I have a half marathon that I'm doing probably just as like either a workout or a long run or something leading up to that, but nothing other than that. I mean, I'm just, I'm not one of those people that like races every weekend or races yeah. every couple of weeks or I'm right. I don't know. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a favorite, a favorite thing of mine. And I try to always go back to like week one of Sean running um, <laughs> because it's so funny to hear. I try to keep that context as much as I can because it sometimes gets a little bit hazy, like celebrating even a half marathon. Like I've talked to people about the concept for me of a marathon is still totally amazing. And I still sometimes find myself being amazed that I've run a marathon. Half marathons, for some reason, like you just said, you're like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll run a half just, you know, because I need to like run 13 miles that day. And then sometimes sometimes you have people that are like, well, I'm supposed to run 16 that day. So I'll do a three mile warm up Mm -hmm. and then I'll run the half. And is it, do you ever take the time to be like, (laughs) what would like week one of Kristen running think if I would, would be like, you know, I signed up for a half because yeah, it just need to get the miles and, um, It's cool, right? It's cool in context, yeah. but you know, yeah. in the present, you're just like, I don't know, you know, I just got to get that on the calendar because I got to knock that distance out. But I, I, if you would be like week one, Sean running again, be like, you're going to run halves for fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I'm at this point now in running with like a, a base level of fitness that almost any day of the week, you could tell me, surprise, you're running a half marathon and I could, and I could pull it out, uh, you know, like it wouldn't necessarily be my fastest and it wouldn't be the mm-hmm. best decision of my life, but like I could make it happen. And mm-hmm. I yeah. think the me from five years ago would just be mind blown <laughs> because I set out running and I was like, my big audacious pie in the sky goal was to run a half marathon. Likewise, and I did not even consider a full marathon and now I'm like, when can I do an ultra, you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That the, would be a fun journey. I would like to watch that. The, the things that our brain turn into like, um, and I, I, I've told a couple of friends of mine who are dabbling with running, um, because they were the same way. They were like, running a mile is hard. And I was like, it is, it is, it hard. is hard. We're not saying yeah. it's not hard. And, <laughs> But the then, first, like three lie to you anyway. Yes, They're like, yes. <laughs> that's the they, worst. <laughs> so they ran their first like 5K, and within yeah. four minutes of being done with the 5K, they were like, Well, I could run four miles, I feel like, tomorrow, but four is not that far from six, and six is 6.2. So I think I could run a 10K. Runners and then <laughs> you run a 10K, and you're like, So that means I could run seven, and seven is over halfway to 13. Yeah. And then you run a marathon, yep. and you're like, or an ultra is, you know, <laughs> only, only at 31 to get started, you know? And so you run a marathon, and you're like, 
I feel like I could run five more miles today. (laughs) Um, But runner's math is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It really Um, is. How, how is, you got to do a, um, and I'm not super familiar with it. You did like a, I'm going to botch the terminology. You did kind of like a a sprint-esque triathlon type of thing recently. Yes. Is the distance. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. like shorter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 I so did a sprint triathlon recently. Yeah. It was very hey, fun. I, got, I got it right. Amazing. You did. Um, yeah. There's like sprint Olympic, you know, then yeah. half Ironman full. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Different distances. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty serious ambition thing for you, right? Like you want to get into that. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to think that I wanted to do more triathlons. Um, but honestly, like when I did my first one, um, it was because I was like coming back from an injury. And so Mm -hmm. I was spending, I mean, I was running somewhat, um, but I was spending so much more time on the bike and in the Mm -hmm. pool and doing cross training. And it was like, okay, well, this just makes more sense for me to like train towards this event that to me, it was at the time, like this big, huge, scary goal, a very challenging thing to do, but also wasn't going to just like break my body down again. And so, um, that was the first one that I did. I, I loved it. I mean, it was amazing. And yet, um, running really is just like my first love. So, um, yeah. this spring again, I mean, I had like a weird little calf thing going on for a while that like, I was running pretty minimally and I was like, you know, I've been spending more time on the bike. Um, why don't I just sign up for a try and like, enjoy, enjoy the race, right. and play, like yeah. having something to look forward to on the calendar. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of the more, the, the mentality behind it. I do think it'd be really sweet to run, um, a, like a full Ironman someday. Um, but I have to like, be very intentional about how and when I choose to do that. So I love triathlons and I love, um, being in the pool and I love swimming and I love the biking. Um, but yeah, I just love running more. That's all. Mm -hmm. Sure. With it's hard in triathlon to be good at, Oh yeah. You know, you have to just be decent at all three. I'm such a slow swimmer. It's so <laughs> Well, I've only done, I did duathlons just so I could avoid the pool. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I was like, run, bike, run. And I was like, well, that's all no. on land. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done one of those yet. So I like, that was fun. I've, they do a couple locally here, especially in this summertime when it's so hot in Florida, but they'll do, yeah. I think it's like a one and a half mile and then 12 on your bike and then a 5k but it's just enough that it's like that, again something yeah. different and that sounds fun. challenging and something to work for so yeah for sure sound fun i wanted to ask you because you are a medical and sports like massage therapist yeah does and i I am constantly being like strength training, a concept, core work, who knows? Um, (laughs) But is being in that profession just like a punch in the face reminder all the time of like, do the work, stay healthy. Your core is important. And does that help you out? Just being subjected to that nonstop? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I, I fall apart if I don't do strength training. (laughs) And that's not just yeah. in running. That's also in my work. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, sure. I have to do strength training. That's not just lower body and core for running, but like also upper body and arms and shoulders and like everything because mm-hmm. I'm using my entire body at work all day. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I will give uh, 
a very brief update to everyone that is listening <laughs> that I have my brain. I have a stubborn brain like you, Kristen, in the yes. sense of like, I'll do the things that I want to do. Um, <laughs> but my brain has now given me permission to be like the core work and the strength work is the thing you want to like. I understand I've made the connections thanks to people like Kaylee and Bobby and see, uh, everyone we've talked to basically of um, I think Kaylee said it best in our first episode of like, if I want to be a runner, then I these are the things that let me run. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been a mantra in the back of my mind of like, yep. if I want to do this for the long haul, I need to be a lot more kind to my body and strengthen it in those ways. And I kind of have this mental makeup of because I'm so tall and lanky that my core has to be strong because there's so much of it that has to sustain the rest of me. <laughs> I um, thought you were all legs. You have I, a core too. <laughs> it, it's in there. It's in there. Um, just a little bit, Blair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've had enough of, I, I had the same kind of thing. I had a nagging calf injury and I've had nagging glute activation problems and um, nagging other things that are results of injuries I sustained as a kid. Again, um, I joked when I like took my job as being a web developer and they were like, what drew you to web development? Because you love sports and you love all these things. So why are you doing this? And I was like, well, if I get a debilitating injury with a keyboard, then I was just destined (laughs) not to live. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I am now fully into my, my brain actually acknowledges that, you know, I need to get a bike Blair. This will probably make you excited to the moon. There probably is a Peloton bike in our near future. Yeah. I have a Peloton Kristen and it was a birthday gift. Cause I used to be a spin instructor before I had children. Oh and yeah. That's okay. like, I love spin. Yeah. And uh-huh. so it, I, that was my birthday present to myself right before COVID. I think actually it was in 20, November of very good timing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was very good timing. Who knew? Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's my other love of besides running. And so I also love the Peloton app. And so I'm always trying to beg every human who wants to, to like run with me or Blair, ride with me. Or, Blair, Blair did or text me this me. morning of like, are you running like, on the treadmill today? Are running today? <laughs> running along with you having the Peloton app in your headphones and I don't hear anything. I don't know. I don't know, Blair. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. Cause we, um, we high five each other. Mm-hmm. Virtual right. high fiving. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I just, but I have a treadmill and so I run in the garage <laughs> in the, in the Florida humidity. Um, but I'm always like, can we just take a class together? And then, you know, someone's in there with you and it's really fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I yeah. don't, I haven't actually called anyone <laughs> while we've done the app, but we did make the joke. I was on my treadmill one day and I had the option to like video chat Blair. And I was like, it says yes. I can video chat you. And we no. were both like, that sounds really no. scary. Like, so I, I did that to that. my mom. No once. <laughs> she has a Peloton bike and I video just to try. Cause I'm like, you can try with your mom, you know? And we were both, yeah. it was not flattering. <laughs> And we were like, okay, so this is why we should never use this button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, features they didn't wrong. need to include. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was really oh, bad. So how? PSA, don't video chat. <laughs> 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 Not pretty. <laughs> yeah. 
And is there, is there, this is more a curiosity question. Is there a common, like, um, is there something that you notice more commonly than anything in terms of sports and massage therapy, as far as, is there one place that you feel like everyone's more often than not injuring? Like it seems like glute general glute problems tend to be like, it can either affect your upper body or your lower body. And many times that I've had a knee, a nagging knee problem or a nagging calf problem and a PT will be like, it's your butt. Guess what? It's your butt again. Um, yep. is, is there like a common, is that kind of the common pattern or are there? Well, I should say, so I work, um, I work at a local chiropractic office. And so, um, while I like specialize more in the sports massage and that's kind of the area that I really love working in, I also get a lot of just like back pain, neck pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sit at a computer all day pain. True. And, um, so anyway, it's not like I'm working on athletes all day, every day, but, um, they do tend to send all of the athletes in the office to me specifically, which, um, I mean, they all think that, you know, my it bands are too tight and I'm like, well, surprise, they're supposed to be tight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a rubber band. um, It should be. Yes, it really should be. Um, and I think people need to stop doing so much like foam rolling and stretching of their IT bands. My goodness. Interesting. um, Yeah. No, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of runners, yeah. Glute core. I mean, if you can stabilize the body, I mean, I'm not a PT, but like, yeah, people think that the, the issue is my IT bands are too tight. And I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) They're supposed to be tight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's, I mean, yep. it's actually a really kind of good PSA because, um, one of the, my, my entire, my, my PT was cracking up at the end. So I unofficially, like, I mean, I guess I officially, did you graduate? It, I graduated, <laughs> Congrats! Um, <laughs> but, um, it was, I, it was just stubbornness. It got to the place where it was like an outer arch problem and then an outer foot problem and then an outer like outside of my shin problem. And I just kept like subconsciously altering my form mm-hmm. to the point where then it became like a lower inner calf problem to an upper calf problem to the whole calf was angry. And mm-hmm. so then we started on this plan and guess what? My right glute needed work. Ha ha. Um, and then we fixed the inner calf problem and then it became the like we just chased it backwards through the whole thing. And my brain mm-hmm. kept being like, oh, my God, I forgot that I did this. Oh, and I also forgot I did that. And we finally got back to the place where like the inner calf's happy and the lower calf's happy. And the so now we're just back to like the foot is kind of angry still. But we know that there's some tissue stuff that I can work on. But one thing was um, there's a tendon that runs like up the outside of your shin. And mine was just elongated because I was like just drooping the outside of my foot to run. So like my calf was doing all the work because I wasn't doing anything with my outside tendons. And they were like, that thing's just elongated and you should not roll it. You should not massage it. You should, it needs to come back. Like it's, it's just kind of this and it doesn't know what this is any, like it doesn't know that it should be compact and tight again. So they were like, do not go home and foam roll that. Like, that's a bad yeah. idea. It's supposed to be tight and supposed to like do all these things that, you know, cause yeah. it, it has 
some communicative properties with your IT. But all that stuff is supposed to be like tight and functional and yours is loose and grumpy. So stop it. Um, I know. But yeah. Yeah. I've actually had to stop. Uh, I've stopped foam rolling and stretching pretty much entirely, which is terrible to say because like everybody's body is different. However, I think I definitely have some like if I have issues with my body, it's probably more due to like hypermobility and like having joints that are just a little bit too loose. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, as a kid, even like I would be like six years old and I would take my feet and put them behind my head literally and like walk around on my arms, like a pretzel. And like (laughs) people were telling me that in order to stay healthy as a runner, that I need to be like stretching all the time and foam rolling all the time. And I'm like, no, actually like, I just feel like crap when I do that. I've also mm-hmm. started giving up yoga. I used to love yoga so much. And I'm like, I just can't because it makes me feel like a trash panda. And <laughs> favorite term. <laughs> I just can't, I can't do yoga anymore. It just like overstretches everything. Yeah. And I feel terrible for the next like week. And I guess I'm starting to come to terms with like, okay, like foam rolling, stretching. I, I should, I'm just, I'm quitting these for now. And I'm going to see what happens with like just strength training, just strengthening the muscles that in, in my case are maybe weak or the ones that need a little bit of help and like, see what happens with that. And I mean, it's been, I haven't had any like major, major injuries. So, I mean, I'm doing okay, but (laughs) yeah. No, that makes total sense. I, there's, um, a couple of people I follow, one of them has like a YouTube shoe review channel and people yeah. always ask him, they're like, what do you do to like do like prehab and rehab? And he's like, um, I'm really sorry, but my body is just, I guess, amazing. And I do nothing. <laughs> um, he's like, I don't, I don't do warmups. I don't cool down. I don't stretch my body. Just, you know, probably to some of those characteristics just was mm-hmm. like built a little looser and it's probably worse for him to actually try and stretch it all out. I'm sure. I think, uh, it was like Lewis black that made the joke one day of, uh, he was like, there was an old man in New York who was 108. And when they went to his house, all they found was Thunderbird wine and bread soaked in fat back. And they were like, but if a doctor would go to his house, they'd be like, you need fruits and vegetables and water. And he's like, and that man would be dead in a week. Like his body <laughs> just thrives on these terrible things. Um, yeah, not yeah. that not stretching is terrible, but everyone's <laughs> body is different, right? Like yeah, that guy's going to eat what he's going to eat. He's over a hundred years old. He's clearly done well for himself. But mm-hmm. yeah, I always laugh in his YouTube comments. People are always like, you're training for marathons and ultras and you run hundreds of miles a month. What do you do? And he's like, nothing. And they're like, that doesn't help me. And he's like, well, everyone's different and that's who I am. So sorry. Right. But, I know. Yeah. yeah. Just blessed with good DNA, I guess, but that yeah. was not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, take and it. I think it's just like another point of like us all figuring out our own bodies, you know, like yeah. there are some oh, like, so general true. things that we can all do, but like really knowing yourself first is like <laughs> the biggest piece. So, well, yeah. and too, when I first started, I, I would be one of those people of like, what shoes work for you? But you can like, I get, I, yeah. I have just gone out of practice of being like, what do you do? How do you warm up? What is this? What is that? Because 
Yep. Your feet are yep. different than everybody else's and whatever is going to work for you may not work for anybody else. And yeah, I thankfully in the last, I was actually thinking about this during my run this morning of like, I feel like I'm still, and I think Kaylee and Jim and a lot of other people have been like, no, you never really stopped being a student of running. Mm -hmm. But even this morning I was out running and I just thought to myself, like, I'm still, I feel like I'm still at the, I'm a massive sponge just trying to absorb as much as I can and being comfortable with that. And in the last through COVID, I think for sure, I got a lot more comfortable with being like, oh, like these are the things that I have to do and they don't necessarily look like the things anyone else does, but Mm -hmm. they're the things that I need to do. And I think that's an incredibly valuable lesson maybe. And anyone that's like a newer runner out there that is maybe listening to this, you're allowed to listen to reviews and take feedback, but your feet are your feet, your legs are your legs. I, I know people that can't run in a squishy shoe even for a marathon because their body, their joints just betray them from squishy shoes. They're like, my body lives on hard, <laughs> like, firm shoes. <laughs> right? And then there's people that can only run in squishy shoes. And um, it's just your body's mm-hmm. going to tell you what works. And you need to listen to that. You don't need to listen to, um, you know, the Lisa's or the Kathy's out there telling you that the <laughs> shoes are the shoes. And, um, so right. yeah, I think there's some value to all of that that you just kind of broke down to. Well, it's like, I'm, I guess five years, six years now into this running journey and like just now starting to figure out some of these things right. <laughs> Yeah, and so much of it was like trial and error mm-hmm. and like felt like I was beating my head against a wall, but like, you know, when you don't hear anything else other than these are the things that you do. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And hopefully it won't take everybody that long to like figure out what works for them, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel the, like it does sometimes because your yeah. body's always changing, you know, but, like, yeah, I'm getting more mature. <laughs> and as a result of that, I'm finding things are not recovering. Like I had originally done. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, well, I have to change that now. <laughs> yeah. So. I want to give you huge kudos, Blair, for deciding Bye. to take the route of my body is more mature. Oh, well, that's okay. Because my mom very often tells me that I'm not allowed to use the O word. <laughs> yeah. Not allowed to say OLD, not yes. getting that word. It's mature. She's like, yes. we're always maturing. I'm like, fantastic. I'm more mature now. And therefore my muscles are more mature and have given up. <laughs> I'm using that. Uh-huh. I'm it more mature. Oh. Yep. We're just more mm-hmm. mature this year. <laughs> That's right. I like it. I like it yeah, so much. It's great. Nana's filled with all sorts of beautiful things that she shares with us. <laughs> Words of wisdom. <laughs> oh, well, I I want to say as we kind of get to toward the end of all of this that I as with so many people that we've gotten to talk to, um, I'm really happy that I stumbled upon your wonderful little greeting card company (laughs) for runners and got to know that side of you and then got to know more of your running side too. And when we were talking earlier about, you know, the feeding tube and kind of feeling more empowered and you were talking about, you know, 
you and Blair were both talking about. There's things in there where I think some people fear those things or think that they're weakness mm-hmm. things. Um, I think it's really important sometimes for other people to tell those of us who are living in our own bubbles all the time what it looks like from 30,000 feet out, which is when I went through and looked at your account. And I think that people who own their stuff, even when that stuff is not abundantly flattering to other people, Mm -hmm. I at no point on your running profile thought this is a person that is struggling with anything. I saw those things and read those things and was just like, oh, Kristen's just a badass. Like Mm -hmm. you had these things in front of you, you absorbed those things. And rather than kind of shrinking down to, you know, try and rest with those things, you just owned them, made them a part of you. And as I got through, like I started way, 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 way back. And as I got more and more and more through it, um, it almost felt lighter and brighter and more exciting. So that was my takeaway as someone outside of the bubble that is our own selves was that um, you're somebody that has grown a lot and owned a lot of those things. And my takeaway was that this is just a badass person that's owning themselves. So that's my take. And I wanted oh, to let you thank you. That. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, I mean, this is something I say like on paper trails a lot is like by owning my own belonging, right. In the running community, like it gives other people permission to do the same. And mm-hmm. we all have stuff, right. And we all have things that make us different and running is what we have in common and running mm-hmm. is what makes us the same. And so, um, I think just coming to it from that angle and saying like, Hey, here's me, you know, right. with all of my stuff. And, yep. um, hopefully that just gives other people a little bit more courage to either share their own story or share their own things or, or just feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, being part of the running community and, and calling themselves a runner and yeah. Yeah. 100%. Being part of it all. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being one of those lights. I appreciate it. I'm sure other people appreciate it. And (laughs) I hope that um, I know that there's a lot of exciting things coming for you in the fall. So I can't wait for uh, for marathon season. I am lovingly referring to the fall as just it's just like race season and it's going to be bigger and brighter and more wonderful than I think it ever has been because we all truly missed that season last year. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think even people that come out to participate and watch are going to be another level. So all things good. And I can't wait to, uh, see you get ready for all those and we'll all be in some phase of that race season. So we'll all celebrate together. And I look forward to that too. Cool. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And to everybody out there, go get yourself some cards paper trails it is awesome it is awesome i love them so much so continued (laughs) success with that and all the best with everything all right thank you yep take care see ya